Basketball teams are entering the final month of the regular season as they gear up for the playoffs. While some teams are locked to make the playoffs, others are still fighting for their opportunity to chase the trophy this summer. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. Turning $1 into $100 is simple. Pick any basketball team to win their next game, and if during that game the team of your choosing hits a three, you bring home $100 in free bets. That's 100 to 1 odds on the team of your choosing to hit a three. They don't even need to win. This year, teams have been hitting threes at an unprecedented pace. So get in on all of the action with DraftKings Sportsbook before this offer ends. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing hits a three. That's code TBPN to turn $1 into $100 in free bets for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-G-A-M-B-L-E-R. Or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. That's 1-800-9-W-I-T-H-I-T. What's up, what's up, what's up, L.A. fans? This is L.A. Courtside Podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And I am your host, L.A. Ray, here to talk about the Lakers and the Clippers, of course, and other NBA news. Uh, But before I do that, again, I just want to give just a shout out to um, uh, DMX. Uh, Rest in peace, DMX. Uh, We really lost a great entertainer, great rapper from back in the day. Uh, DMX unfortunately passed away a couple of days ago and his life has been celebrated all throughout the country. All uh, rap fans who truly appreciated this great artist have been celebrating his life uh, all throughout the United States and and abroad. Uh, DMX, his talent uh, went worldwide. So uh, we really, really lost a, uh, a very, very good entertainer. And um, again, may he rest his peace and prayers go out to uh, his family. Um, I want to start off this first segment by talking about the Lakers. This has been a really, really strange week of basketball for both of our L.A. teams. It's been a successful week, but it's been kind of it's been kind of topsy turvy. A little, little, little strange things going on here. 
my last episode, which aired on Monday the 5th. After that, uh, the Lakers have won two out of three games. Uh, one game against Toronto and won this last game against Brooklyn on this past Saturday with a loss to the Miami Heat in between. The game with the Toronto Raptors, the Lakers won 110 to 101. And that is a game that saw Taylor Horton Tucker uh, lead the Lakers uh, with 17 points. However, he was also suspended for one game for leaving the bench, doing a little dust up. Now, this is where I have a little issue with the NBA where Taylor Horton Tucker was suspended uh, for one game for leaving the bench after a dust-up between Dennis Schroeder and one of the Toronto players. Uh, he left the bench, which, of course, you're not supposed to do. We understand that. That's within the rules. But uh, he didn't, like, join the fracas. He wasn't throwing any punches. He basically, you know, kind of trotted out on the court, you know, turned around and went back to the bench. But for that, you get a one-game suspension. And I think the NBA really needs to look at that rule. You know, again, rules are rules. Understand you have to follow them. But I think that what it should be is, you know, what did you do after you left the bench? You know, did you go out there to try to break the fracas up? Did you join the, uh, the, the fracas between the other two players? Did you throw any punches? Were you trying to be peacemakers? I think that's something that the NBA really, really should look at. But after the game... You know, Taylor Horton Tucker, he's a young guy. He's only 20 years old, so he understands that the Lakers really need him during this run with the players that they have injured. Um, he was having a very, very good game. He scored 17 points in that game. Again, he led the team in scoring. Six out of 10 from the field, three or four from three-piece land, uh, 17 points. Also in that game, uh, Mark Gasol uh, played pretty well, six and nine from the field, 13 points. He played well. Dennis Schroeder, who I just mentioned, did not have a very good game. He did have nine assists, though. Scored 12 points, only three out of seven from the field. And Caldwell Pope uh, played 26 minutes and scored 13 points. Also, Markeith Morris had a pretty decent game himself. Six out of 13 from the field for 15 points. So, all in all, other than Kuzma, who's only three out of 13. And, by the way, Kuzma now has a strained calf. Seems like it rains and pours with the Lakers injuries here. And hopefully he's only day-to-day. And that's why I said this week was really, really strange. Uh, also, they did not have Drummond for this particular game against Toronto. So the Lakers were really, really shorthanded in this particular game, but they prevailed. And that's basically, you know, what they need to do moving forward. You know, Toronto, you know, they didn't have a Lowry, of course, in this game, but a win is a win. You know, it doesn't matter who's on the floor. The Lakers need to win ball games, and that's exactly what they did here. Nice win against Toronto, 110-101. And moving forward, as I mentioned before, the Lakers' uh, schedule is really, really tough between now and the end of the year. And they're just going to have to try to hold the fort until LeBron James and um, Anthony Davis come back. And then they get Andre Drummond back, and they will become whole. Now the next game after that on Thursday against the Miami Heat, that was a loss, 110-104. But even though he lost that game, you know, you can kind of uh, 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 get some optimism out of that particular game, especially with KCP. He played 39 minutes and was 11 out of 20 from the field, 6 out of 11 from three-piece land from two, for 28 points. 
He led the team in scoring. That's what I'm looking for for KCP. Not the fact that he just scored or, or, or he scored 28 points. I'm looking at the fact that the guy shot the ball 20 times. And lately, say in the last 10 games or so, KCP has only been shooting the ball maybe five times or less, you know, maybe seven at the most. You know, he's a much better shooter than that. He needs to jack that ball up 15 times a game at least until LeBron James and Anthony Davis gets back. So 20 times, they kind of need that. He, he made 11 of them. Six out of 11 from uh, three-point land again. 28 points in that game. Wes Matthews played 28 minutes. That may even be a season high for him. 14 points for uh, Wes Matthews. Shooter again. Uh, this guy's starting to become a little enigma. I'm, I'm kind of getting a little worried about him. Um, not, 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 so, not worried about his talent, of course. The guy's a talented player. But I'm not so sure this contract of his or contract situation is not on his mind. Now, in the game against Miami, he played 40 minutes, and he did dish out 14 assists, which is, of course, very good. Had seven turnovers, though, a little bit uh, uh, more for my liking. But uh, he was only 2 of 12 from the field. 2 of 12, 10 points, uh, 14 assists. 14 assists is nice. 2 of 12 from the field, though. Uh, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to do much better than that. And again, uh, I'm I'm sort of looking at these last, I don't know, say half a dozen or so games, and it looks like this this contract situation may be on his mind again. I'm not sure, you know, no one no one's told me anything like that. It's just my perspective. Uh, Shooter needs to uh, pick up his field goal percentage for sure. Now, in the game against Miami, Andre Drummond came back from his uh, toe contusion. Uh, that he got in the very first game that he uh, played uh, for the Lakers against Milwaukee. Now, this is the drumming, L.A. fans, that you're going to get. This is the drumming that I told you guys what you're going to get. 27 minutes, 5 of 9 from the field, 12 rebounds, 15 points. That's pretty much what you're going to get from him every game or more. 15 points, 12 rebounds in his first game back from that injury. And this is what you're going to get from Andre Drummond moving forward. So, you know, all you guys, you know, clamoring for Mark Gasol to continue to stay in the starting lineup. That's not going to happen. Mark Gasol can be a very, very good player coming off the bench. Now, also during this particular time, the Lakers picked up Ben McLemore. And if you guys are not familiar with Ben McLemore, I'm sure you, you know, you astute basketball fans in L.A. know who Ben McLemore is. But for the casual fan who may not know, when this guy was at Kansas, man, he was a baller. And when he came out of Kansas, you know, I thought he was going to be much better than what he turned he's turned out to be, let's say. So he's bouncing around the league, uh, you know, with a few teams. But this guy can really shoot the basketball. And I think he'll be a pretty good addition if, you know, if he's you know, starts to get some confidence. And, you know, he could be like a, a reclamation project with, with the Lakers. Uh, he only scored six points in the game against Miami, but um, I, I think he'll make a, a very, very good addition to this team if he gets very comfortable, gets you know, gets uh, in situations where he can be successful and, and, and do what he do. You know, he can shoot the ball. He definitely can shoot the ball. Montrez Harrell in this game, 21 minutes, three out of four from the field for 10 points. He played okay. Not your typical Montrez Harrell game. He did have nine rebounds, though, which is uh, – which is uh, pretty good for him. And Markeith Morris, 12 points. They continue to get steady minutes out of Marquise Morris, and that will bode well for the Lakers uh, moving forward. 
Now, this last game that they just played against uh, the Brooklyn Nets, you know, when I say, you know, this has been a strange week here, this particular game, going into this game, you know, I did not think the Lakers had a chance in hell to beat Brooklyn. Nowhere in the world they're going to beat Brooklyn. You know, I'm not – I wasn't sure about Kawhi, whether he's going to play, how many minutes Durant was going to play. Um, I knew Harden was out, but in my mind it didn't make any difference. But, boy, was I wrong there. You know, what the hell do I know? The Lakers won 126-101. to 101. In another kind of strange game that saw uh, Kyrie Irving and Dennis Schroeder get into a dust-up and both of them get ejected from the game. But before all that happened, Dennis Schroeder, uh, after 20 minutes of play, was 7 of 11 from the field. Three or four from three-piece last score, 19 points. You know, after that game, he, you know, he sort of apologized to his teammates saying, you know, whatever happened between him and Kyrie was uh, didn't need to happen. And he apologized to his teammates. And that's, that's good. That's kind of showing like a little leadership there. And that's a good thing. But Andre Drummond, and again, Lakers fans, this is what you're getting. Andre Drummond, this is what you're going to get for the most part every game, every other game at least, as long as he's healthy. 20 points. 11 rebounds, 8 out of 15 from the field, 20 points. I'm telling you, this guy, when LeBron and AD comes back, he's going to give you so many second chances after missed shots. You know, he's going to, you know, he hustles up and down the court. The guy can get steals. He can block shots. Um, He's just a force to be reckoned with in the lane. And you're going to be pleasantly surprised. If you didn't know much about Andre Drummond before he came to the Lakers, you will know about him, and you will want to sign him long-term if the Lakers can even do that after the season is over with. So he played his best game, obviously, since he was um, brought over uh, from the, uh, in the buyout situation. Taylor Horton Tucker also played. Uh, it, it was only 4 out of 16 from the field, so that's – Uh, That's not that great, but he still scored 14 points, but had 11 assists, 11 assists in this game. He was very, very aggressive. And, you know, when this kid gets some confidence, you know, look out. Again, I keep mentioning he's only 20 years old. You know, THT is only 20 years old. The Lakers, you you know, you're going to have to sign this guy long term. You you do not want to let him get away. Uh, The guy has loads and loads of potential. KCP didn't shoot the ball 20 times like he did the game before, but uh, he shot 10 times, 5 out of 10. That's 50%. 4 out of 6 from 3-piece land, scored 14 points. You know, played a very, very good game. Mark uh, Keith Morris, again, steady, 30 minutes, 6 out of 8 from 3. I'm sorry, 6 out of 8 from the field, 2 of 3 from 3-piece land for 14 points. He also played a very good game. And then your 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 very last pickup, Ben McLemore, 23 minutes. Six out of 12 from the field, five of 10 from three-piece land. The dude had loads of confidence, man. Scored 17 points, 17 points. If Whatever you get out of Ben McLemore when uh, AD and LeBron James returns, whatever you can get out of him is, is just a bonus. And, you know, a guy like this, man, he's, he's kind of streaky. You get a guy like this coming on board, and, you know, he gets that, all that confidence going and, you know, playing with LeBron and AD makes the game a little easier for, for the other players. Look out. You may have found yourself a diamond in the rough. And, you know, he continues to play well. That bodes well for the Lakers. So uh, a pretty good week. You know, a pretty good week for the Lakers. They just, again, 
they need to keep this up until uh, until their stars get back. Uh, from my recent um, uh, readings in the L.A. Times and ESPN and all the other publications who, you know, who want to play doctor and all of that, you're hearing that LeBron James has uh, up to three weeks before he can return in A.D. between two and three weeks. You know, nobody knows except for the doctors themselves or the Lakers brass. And they're holding their cars to the vest. We don't know exactly when those guys are going to come back. But if it's, say, three weeks, up to three weeks, I think the Lakers will be in good shape. Moving forward, on um, Monday the 12th, they have uh, a game at New York. And then they have at, they're have at Charlotte. And then they come home for Boston and Utah twice. Now, of course, the Utah games, both those are going to be very, very tough. Boston is, is you know, they can be beat. And, of course, Charlotte can be beat. New York is a team that's fighting for a playoff spot. You know, that'll be a tough game. But uh, if they can just play 500, if they can play 500 uh, for the next, say, three weeks, I think the Lakers would be in pretty good shape. I really do. And when those guys come back and then, you know, you add Drummond to the mix, you know, you might get lightning in the bottle with a guy like Macklemore or something like that. You got KCP playing with a little bit more confidence. You got THT playing with confidence, and, you know, Montrez Harrell, he's going to do his thing. I think the Lakers will be fine. I really, really do. And, uh, again, they're going to be going up against the uh, the Clip Joint, Clipper Nation. They'll be going up against them somewhere, somehow in the playoffs. So hang in there, Lakers. Hang in there. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. In my next segment, though, I will talk about the, the uh, L.A. Clippers and – the outstanding basketball that they are playing uh, right now. All right, all right, all right, fans, in this second segment want to make a comment here or some comments on the LA Clippers. All I can say is this is a very, very scary basketball team right now. Barring injury, this team, uh, I'm thinking that they may be the best team in the West right now. You know, that, and, and that will remain to be seen when LeBron James and Anthony Davis come back and everybody's healthy with the Lakers and the Clippers. But for right now, the way this team is playing even Utah, and they beat Phoenix, which I'm going to talk about in a second. I believe this Clipper team is the most whole team in the Western Conference right now. And this in this particular week, you know, a couple of tough tests. Uh, since the last episode uh, of L.A. Courtside aired on Monday the 5th, they had games against Portland, Phoenix, and Houston. And starting off with the game against Portland, who, you know, they have McCollum back. That's a very formidable team right there. And they were just taken apart by the Clippers. I mean, you call it what it is. They were taken apart by the Clippers. The Clippers' big two of uh, Paul George and uh, Kawhi Leonard, uh, they were just killing the Portland Trailblazers. Kawhi Leonard, 10 of 18, 29 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists. I'm telling you now. Kawhi Leonard, in my opinion, has put himself back into the MVP race. And, you know, you can say all you want to say about Harden. I know what he's doing over there in Brooklyn. 
And then LeBron James, of course, you know, depending on how fast he comes back from this injury and then what the Lakers do between that time and the end of the season, I'm sure he's going to be in the MVP race. You have Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm sure he'll be in it, but I'm telling you now, lately Kawhi Leonard has been playing out of his mind. It seems like he just wants to dunk on everybody. I mean, the, the guy is at times unstoppable. In this particular game against Portland, uh, Portland had no answer. 29 points for uh, Kawhi Leonard. And Paul George uh, himself is playing like not necessarily an MVP candidate, but he's playing a whole lot better than he did, say, in the last oh, 15 or so games uh, before this one where he was not playing all that well. In this game, 36 points, 11 out of 18 from the field, 6 of 9 from three-piece land. He is starting to zero in on that three-point shot. Free throws, 8 of 8. He's always been a pretty good free throw shooter. Five assists. Paul George is playing very, very well right now. Very, very well right now. And the, the best thing that the Clippers have going for them, uh, besides their two superstars, of course, is their guard situation. Now, you guys have heard me all year about, uh, you know, getting another point guard and all that. I still stand by that. Of course, they got Rondo uh, on the team. And you still have Reggie Jackson. And you have Patrick Beverly. Now, unfortunately, Patrick Beverly has gotten injured again and a fractured uh, left hand. So he's going to be out indefinitely. But enter a guy like Reggie Jackson. Eight out of this is against Portland again. Eight of 12 from the field. Four of six from three piece land. 23 points from Reggie Jackson. Someone has lit a fire under this guy. You know, all year I've been saying, and it's been true, you know, Reggie Jackson's been an up and down, up and down type of player. And you just never know from day to day what you were going to get from Reggie Jackson. But since Rondo has come aboard here, uh, Reggie Jackson seems like he's, he's, you know, trying to make a statement here. Hey, I should be part of this uh, Clipper guard rotation once the playoffs start. And Ty Lu has said that, you know, he's, he's still trying to figure out the rotation, what it's going to be. You know, he's not quite sure yet. I believe the odd man out here is going to be uh, a Kennard as far as, as far as guard play. I don't, I don't see Luke Kennard getting into this uh, rotation. If Pat Beverly comes back, you know, before the playoffs, his hand heals, it'll be Pat Beverly, and it'll be Rondo, and it'll be Jackson. You know, if, if it's not broke, why fix it? And if that's the case, these Clippers are going to be hell to deal with, man. I mean, they are looking tremendous right now. And the game uh, that everyone was really looking forward to was the one against Phoenix. And in that particular game, again, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Batman and Robin, one-two punch. Call it whatever you want to call it. Kawhi Leonard, 10 out of 20, 27 points. You know, five rebounds, five assists. He did what Kawhi Leonard does. And Paul George again. I mean, this guy here, man, if he if he continues to play like this, it's look out. Seven out of nine from three-piece land. As I mentioned before, he is zeroing in on the three-point shot. 12 of 19 overall from the field. Seven rebounds. 33 points. 33 points. Played out of his mind. Now, Rondo, in this particular game, played the best game uh, uh, since he uh, has joined the Clippers, five out of eight from the field, 15 points, nine assists for Reggie Jackson. So, and then, you know, we haven't even mentioned uh, uh, DeMarcus Cousins 
uh, as joining this team as just you know another body to uh, put in there until Ibaka comes back. Uh, Nick Batum, you know, here's a, here's a guy that's uh, seems like he's just been almost like an afterthought. Uh, Nick Batum only scored eight points, four out of eight from the field. Uh, did not shoot a three, but scored eight points. So um, you can bring a guy like Nick Batum off the bench, and you're doing really, really well. Uh, Marcus Morris Sr. played 30 minutes in this game against Phoenix, scored eight points. Zubat scored seven. And again, Pat Beverly uh, uh, did not score in this particular game. This is the one he got hurt in. So it, it's a good thing that the uh, Clippers picked up Rondo because now you don't have Beverly again, you know, until he gets back. And, and some say he's going to get back right before the playoffs start. We, we shall see. But what, what, what luxury do you have? Or what type of luxury do you have where you can just bring Rondo, bring Rondo in off the bench? to uh, replace Beverly or even put Rondo in a starting lineup or put Jackson in a starting lineup the way he's playing. So this is a very, very formidable ba- formidable basketball team now against the Houston Rockets. Uh, a 126-109 victory over Houston. Reggie Jackson again, 30 minutes, 10 out of 14 from the field, 6 of 9 from three-piece land for 26 points. And this is a game that Paul George didn't even play in, did not play, rest. I guess they figured – what the heck? We can beat the 14 and 38 Houston Rockets without Paul George. You know, rest that foot up. We don't need him against this in this game against the Houston Rockets. And sure enough, they didn't. Kawhi Leonard, 11 out of 20 from the field, three out of six from three-piece land, 31 points. Just another day out the office for Kawhi Leonard. Another day at the office. Luke Kennard, again, my uh, the guy I like to pick on. I'm sorry, Luke. I just I just like to pick on Luke Kennard. I'm sorry, $64 million, man, and you're not giving much output. But he played a lot of minutes in this game, 25 minutes, but he only scored three points. So I think Luke Kennard is going to be the odd man out uh, once the playoffs start. But, if again, you got a guy like Reggie Jackson, you know, you got Rondo there, and Pat Bev when he comes back, they'll be fine at the guard position. Uh, uh, Batum, again, in this particular game, 17 points. And, and, you know, again, he's almost like the forgotten guy. You know, Houston Rockets, 17 points. You can bring a guy like this off the bench, and you have a formidable basketball team. So I'm thinking right now, in my opinion, the Clippers are, you know, based on the schedule or based on the record, they're not the number one team in the West. That still goes to uh, Utah. And Phoenix has the uh, second best record in the West. But as far as the eyeball test, the Clippers arguably are right now, the way they're playing, are the number one team in the Western Conference right now. You know, until and, and when the Lakers get their players back, we'll see. And, and that's what I've been saying all year. I cannot wait to see that. The Lakers are whole, the Clippers are whole, and let's see who's the better team. And the Clippers have the, um, the weakest schedule. Uh, between now and the end of the year as well. They play, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, they play tonight. As of this taping, they play tonight against the Detroit Pistons uh, at at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which I fully expect for them to win. Matter of fact, I may go on DraftKings and just, you know, lay a couple of dollars down on the clip joint to uh, maybe on the money line and win this game against the Pistons that they should do, uh, in my opinion, very easily. But after that, they have Indiana. Uh, at Indiana, they're at Detroit. Uh, those should be victories. And then they go to Philadelphia. That's going to be tough. Then you got Minnesota and Portland and so on and so forth. So 
The Clippers are looking very, very good right now. Looking very, very good. Um, it, it remains to be seen what happens when the Lakers players get back whole again. But uh, I think the Clippers have positioned themselves to be uh, at least no worse than a two seed, I would say. I think they'll overcome Phoenix. I really do. I really think they'll overcome Phoenix. I'm not sold on Phoenix as far as when the playoffs start. You know, Chris Paul, yes, he's been through the wars. Devin Booker, you know, very, very good player, very, very good shooter. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, yeah, you know, he's okay. You know, you'll see what happens when the playoffs start. But other than that, I don't really don't expect too much from the uh, Phoenix Suns come playoff time. I think it'll be Utah. And if the Lakers are whole, of course, the Lakers. And then everyone else under that. So uh, we shall see. It should be very, very interesting uh, down the line. We are getting in a stretch run. There's only like, oh, between 20, 22, 23, uh, 23 games left in the season for most teams. And then the seedings, uh, you know, they come into play. Uh, the playing games come into play. So it should be very, very interesting as we move forward. And with that, basketball fans and specifically you fans in LA, I'm going to leave it there. I'd like to thank the Basketball Podcast Network for putting this podcast on as usual. And again, fans, thank you all for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review on uh, any of the podcast platforms where you, where you listen to your podcast. And with that, everyone, please continue to mask up, continue to social distancing, and wash your hands thoroughly and often every single day. And until the next episode, peace.